Welcome to the Quarter to Three Games podcast for the beginning of October. I am Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not currently Destiny. And I am Chris Hornbostel, and my game of the week is currently not Lord of the Rings War in the North. <laughs> War in the North? Oh, that's going to make Tom sad. Look, He's... Tom, like that? Is that the... Oh, is, is that not the... Uh... <laughs> No, that's not the RTS. Oh, okay. RTS. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't play that one then, probably. So, never, yeah, never mind. Um, so, so, yeah, well, hell, maybe it will make Tom sad just because he had to think about it. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, this week uh, has begun the, like, uh, just tidal wave of games that's going to uh, keep rolling through for the next few months through our uh, Christmas season and we've yeah, seen get any sleep oh yeah and we've seen uh, we've seen a couple of uh, pretty uh, interesting ones so far one of them not that huge of a surprise which Brandon and I discussed last week which is Wasteland 2 not a big surprise because it was kickstarted like over a year ago and we all knew it was coming so um, the biggest surprise lately, actually, for me, has been Shadows of Mordor, which I you know Chris and I have both been playing, and we're going to get to that. Um, yep. However, first, uh, I would like to take this moment to direct anyone uh, that listens to our games podcast that is also a fan of horror to uh, check out the front page of our site and uh, catch up with our um, views on certain uh, horror films. We're doing one a day, and I'm you know, Chris is heading this off. I'm going to let him talk about it. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, actually, McMaster, you were part of the original inspiration for <laughs> what kind of started this. Um, a year ago, actually, I, I guess for some reason, like in September and October, I always kind of get in the mood to watch horror movies because we start getting well, yeah. towards October and Halloween and everything, and it just seems like the right season. And I remember, I think it was 2011 maybe, that Tom did a two weeks to Halloween, 14 days to Halloween series on the front page. And he wrote about some movies and you wrote about some movies uh, on the front page. I think you, I know for a fact that you did the haunting because I mentioned it in uh, just a couple of blog posts ago. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, last year Tom and I wrote uh, about the uh, kind of the rise of modern horror movies from the late 1950s to the late 1980s. And this time around, we're actually kind of uh, doing a modern take on things where we're covering the best horror movies of the last 15 years, mostly because the 1990s were the worst decade for horror movies ever mm. in history of cinema for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of standouts uh, and a couple of things, but yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, once you get past, like, uh, Cemetery Man, no. uh, Italian zombie movie, yeah. uh, once you get past that and, like, maybe one or two other movies, what a really bad decade that was. Oh, yeah. So we started with uh, Blair Witch Project, and uh, a fellow named Robert, Rob Morton and I wrote about that yesterday, and today we did Audition, the Japanese crazy weirdo horror movie um one of the first uh early uh efforts in japanese horror movies in modern japanese horror movies that just went up a little bit uh i don't know about 15 minutes ago and tomorrow we will be covering ginger snaps a werewolf movie from canada Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've heard about that one. <laughs> it's awesome. It's actually, I didn't realize this till I watched the entire movie, and I'm not going to spoil too much about what I wrote about it for tomorrow, but I really, it, it definitely made an impact, I'll say that, and I was like, <laughs> I wanted, who, who the heck was involved in this? And I look it up, and it turns out it's one of the co-creators of Orphan Black. Huh. 
And I'm like, okay, now so much more makes sense about ginger snaps. <laughs> so um, that'll be tomorrow. And anyway, on the front page, uh, if you look on the front page, we've got uh, kind of 31 movies in, or- in the order that we're doing them. And we would love for you... You don't have to watch all 31. If you just want to pick out one or two that maybe you haven't seen or one or two that are your favorite, feel free to uh, watch along with us and join us in the comments section. Uh, we'd love to hear what your take is on some of the movies we're watching. And you can argue with us or you can agree with us, and we'll have a fun discussion back and forth. And it really is fun. It helps, kind of helps me get into the Halloween spirit, and I hope it does for other folks as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, I have not seen Audition, and I haven't had a chance to read what you wrote yet, so I'm I'm very <laughs> curious because uh, I don't know if I'd want to see that. <laughs> that might be the I, line for me. So. <laughs> I'll say this about Audition. The uh, anticipation was actually at least as scary as, or at least as unnerving and unease producing as watching the movie so oh yeah i'm sure yeah (laughs) so it's it's so built up basically right exactly and then it's like oh okay i can handle oh yeah i can handle that oh yeah okay i'm good (laughs) (laughs) so there's there's a lot of that going on but uh yeah and actually this year um last year tom and i wrote about him um it, for you know obvious reasons and various reasons that Tom uh, has discussed elsewhere, uh, his schedule is a little bit restricted for the next couple of months. Yeah. And uh, so this year, actually, I enlisted uh, a bunch of people who regularly write about uh, horror movies and stuff on the forums. Uh, for instance, Jason McMaster agreed yeah. to do it. Um, that guy. So, you know, basically it was a bunch of people who were too stupid to say no to <laughs> I appreciate their generosity of time and things like that. And uh, uh, so far it's absolutely been a blast. I've really had a great time with it. And, uh, again, we hope uh, if you're listening to this and you like horror movies that you'll join us. Yeah, and then you can go play Saw 5, or, I mean, The Evil Within. Exactly. Evil Within is, what, two weeks away? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it looks really cool. I I keep making the Saw crack just because it, like, (laughs) every trailer has, like, the the jigsaw kind of guy in it that's like, you're in my world and all that, but... I I started watching the trailer, and then I immediately ducked out, um, you know, just because, like, oh, I don't want this to be spoiled for me. Yeah. Now... Before we, I guess, get into talking about other games on Evil Within, I was always thinking that, you know, I guess because Bethesda was publishing it, that I was just going to get that that for PC. But now that I've seen <laughs> some of the crazy, crazy recommended specs for it, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking PS4 for me. Yeah, games like that I like on the PS4 anyway, or the That's uh, true. It's Xbox game, or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you get your surround sound, turn down the lights. That's, um, it's right, a good. It's right. a good experience. Well, that's true. That's true. So yeah, that's going to be a console game, and you know that actually raises an issue that we can probably talk about a little bit with. Uh, Shadows of Mordor. Oh Just yeah, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know, I uh, this has been absolutely a rock steady Batman kind of experience for me because, <laughs> like, it kind of like you see it I, over the last year. I, I've seen it here and there, and I've been like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, you know, there's like a million Assassin's Creed, God of War, right. kind of just like whatever. You know, and it's not like the Lord of the Rings has the best track record as a license. <laughs> it, you know, and that's it, so funny that, you know, for a couple of reasons, the parallels with Batman are there. I oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> it, well, if you, uh, I was listening, I think it was on the Giant Bombcast, uh, another gaming podcast, where Brad Shoemaker mentioned that, you know, his insider information that he wasn't allowed to divulge the source of that this game actually started out as a Batman title. Uh, Yeah. This is going to be in their Arkham City, you know, somewhere in that continuum. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. And it feels like it. I mean, the, the, the game is, it controls well. It's, it's strong. the The combat is, you know, 
the combat is definitely much more responsive than Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, about ten times. Yeah. You know, you never feel like uh, you're getting caught in an animation where you have to wait for the animation to complete and then, right. uh, you know, parry or counter or something like that, which is nice. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it feels uh, it feels really good and it's it's really well uh, fleshed out. It, it's the the controls are really responsive, um, so it it certainly. It has great action, um, and also you know the thing that's kind of an interesting parallel for me too is is the size of the map. Uh, it, it's not large, you know. Right. You can get across it pretty quick, which is fine. You know, uh, it, this, it really kind of occurred to me earlier that it's almost like the mercenaries games, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, um, because oh, the, yeah, yeah, like. There's I, I always something from Xbox. Yeah, and the thing was, is like there was always something going on, and it wasn't like a giant island. You could go all over the place pretty quickly, but there was always something happening, and that's certainly what you can say for Shadow of Mordor. That is the most uh, enemy-filled game <laughs> I've seen since like maybe Dead Rising. Right. Uh, like it, you can't walk ten feet without you know shaking an orc off of you. Um, <laughs> now, well, let's let let's actually back up for just a second. Now, uh, Shadow of Mordor was a game that was absolutely not on my radar. Oh yeah, no, at all <laughs> until maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, may, I mean, it may have been quicker than that. I had absolutely no interest in it. I had no plans in it. When we talked about our what our games of the week were not, I specifically said Lord, you know, Lord of the Rings, War in the North, because I think that came out either last year or the year before. <laughs> yeah, I remember and that it's one. It's kind of a forgotten game during the very late holiday season, and, and everybody was just like, eh, yeah. okay, it's not terrible, but whatever. And as you mentioned, it's a you know it's a license that has been pretty oh. bad in the past. Yeah. For, for for video games anyway, unless I guess unless you're playing an MMO or going way way back to uh, that RTS game uh, uh, War of the Ring, I think. It was yeah, called. yeah, that one is uh, yeah, very uh, popular. Yeah. RTS, but other than that. Boy, pickings are slim for Lord of the Rings games. Yeah. So I had no desire to pick, especially because you know the, if I remember correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but kind of the elevator pitch on this that I remember from E3, and it might have been E3 a year ago, but it seemed like the elevator pitch was Assassin's Creed Mordor or Assassin's Creed Middle Earth. Yeah, it, that, and yeah. That was how it's pitched. Yeah, and that's uh, uh yeah, that's not the most heartening uh, right. statement. Right. You know? um, right. Well, because if there's one thing that I think we have learned a little bit about Assassin's Creed is that just changing the setting isn't enough for that kind of open world run around and fight stuff game anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, it, it has to bring something new to the table besides that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it absolutely has to. And I think they uh, that's what was so surprising about it. And I guess I first started paying attention to it because I was bored one night and flipping through just game videos. And um, I saw there was a new one for this game. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll take a look. And uh, so I turned on the video and it's about the nemesis system and uh just like looking at the nemesis system it completely uh absolutely fascinated me uh just them showing off how the different orcs uh would or orcs not whatever but um <laughs> would uh would hunt you down they would remember you and they had a hierarchy which you know levels uh and uh, all sorts of stuff is going on throughout the world. It's actually, um, it, it kind of captivated me, and I was like, "Well, that that looks kind of cool." Um, well, I'll pay a little bit more attention to it. And then I started, you know, watching all the gameplay videos and like seeing the arrow shot uh, teleport thing. I was like, "Okay, that's right, pretty right. sweet." Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, it just kind of spiraled. And then, like, you know, they released the reviews, and it started getting, like, nines and tens from everyone. Right. Which right. I don't... You, it doesn't really mean anything sometimes. It does if it's Shadows of Mordor. If, you know, or well, Shadow of Mordor, because they they don't have a stake in that. You know what I mean? They don't really care if Monolith does that well or whatever. Right, right. Well, and the other thing is that, you know, you see one or two strong reviews and you're like, whatever. But when you start seeing just a wave of them coming yeah. in from a variety of different sources, it's like, huh, okay. You know, what's what's all this about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, there are certain sites that I weight higher than others. But, yeah, they certainly sure. all came in uh, pretty high on this one. So... I grabbed it, and I have not been disappointed. I think I've played it probably 12, 13 hours so far. Just okay, uh, now, uh, on, are you playing this on uh, the Xbox One? Uh, PS4. Playing it on PS4, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, part of the PC Master Race on this one, <laughs> at least. Um, and I'm playing it on PC. Now, you mentioned it kind of briefly in passing, but... The Nemesis system was something that I heard about very late in the game, or, or very late in my discovery of what this game was about. Yeah. And when I heard about it, I think I had the reaction of a lot of skeptical, cynical gamers of, yeah, we've heard this before. Like, if you remember yeah. what ra what was Bethesda had called there's Radiant AI or something. Uh, oh, Oblivion. The way NPCs were going to act in, uh, in Oblivion and Skyrim and stuff. It's like, you know what? It's not Radiant AI if it's a guy walking around talking about an arrow in his knee. Yeah. Okay, it's just, it's just a thing. It's not that Radiant, <laughs> yeah, at that point, yeah. <laughs> So I, I know I was skeptical about it, but it really does make a difference. What, I tell, why don't you explain a little bit about what the Nemesis system is and what it does for the game? Uh, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, it, the, the, when you start a game, the, they randomly generate this kind of Uruk hierarchy. There's five war chiefs, and then I don't know the numbers, whatever, more or less, or the same number of chiefs and... Uh, Veteran chiefs, etc. It's like what twenty guys, I think. <clears throat> twenty plus, have, yeah, something like that. And they have like uh, four ranks or four hierarchies. Right, right. They have the. Uh, I think it's four. Yeah, it's four. It's like chief, uh, something chief, and veteran chief, and war chief. But, right. right. Um, so, from there. Uh, those guys all have power levels, and they all have uh, little random abilities. Like, for instance, um, w uh, some guys will have that they are afraid of uh, Karagors, which are these uh, kind of mountable be beasts that are similar to wargs, really. I don't know why they just call them wargs. But anyway, <laughs> um, they, uh, they'll be afraid of those, and if they see one, they'll start running from it, and then if you capture them, you can just immediately take them down. Um, and then they have things that they're, I mean, you know, uh, that either enrages them and, and heals them or, uh, gives them certain immunities. Like, uh, of course, like half the game is immune to ranged combat, which is a shame, but I, I, <laughs> I guess that it has to be because otherwise you would just destroy everything yeah. in that game. Cause you can go into slow motion and shoot everybody in the head. But, um, <laughs> so you'll, uh, have these different chiefs and, as you're playing the game, you'll run into them and they'll, you know, call you names and stuff and like it does this little intro and then they'll they'll fight you. Uh and whatever orcs around them will join in and everything. And um if you manage to kill them you gain uh bonuses and you gain runes to put on your weapons. Uh if they kill you though, this is where it gets interesting, uh they might get promoted. They certainly get more power and that that gives them higher levels, and from those higher levels, uh, they gain more abilities uh, and less weaknesses. Right. So as they go through the ranks, um, they get really, really tough. Uh, but that's that's just kind of the basic mechanic of it. The fun part is uh, 
Of course, as you kill them, they get replaced by random dudes, usually just one of the random orcs that might end up killing you in a rush mob will become like a captain, you know, or something, if you've killed right. somebody to replace him. But what gets um, really uh, interesting is that they, they remember you in a way. Um, my favorite, I think... Or one of my favorites. Here's God. There's been so many at this point. I, I am a I am a destroyer of orcs at this point in the game. Um, the uh, <laughs> but uh, one of my favorites. And this guy is still in my game. It, it actually kind of pisses me off. And after I get off here, I'm going to go try to murder him again. But uh, <laughs> it's this archer guy, and he started off as like a regular cab chief or whatever, and. Um, he, and he killed you. Right. And uh, <laughs> what what happened was, uh, for some reason, I, I went into this area and, like, four of them showed up. I just, like, fought and fought and fought and fought. And I, yes. Really? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Sure. You're, you're saying four? Of the bosses. I'm, I'm picturing one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And you got taken down. No. But it really was four. Yeah, okay. no, it was four with an entire mob of dudes. I do not know. Well, I'll tell you another great story in a minute. But uh, so this guy shoots me. He he gets uh, promoted. Uh, so I fight him again, and I, I wound him, and he runs away. So he shows up again. He's got this giant piece of metal across his face from where I cut his head open. And, you know, he's shouting about, like, oh, I remember you, you know, and he's like, you know, talking about how I wounded him and everything. So I killed him, and he showed up again. And I was like, what? And this time he shows up and goes, you should have made sure I was dead. So I was like, okay, this game is kind of awesome. Because it's got, like, <laughs> it's got this kind of, like, ridiculous, like, rolling insult battle you have with all your enemies. Um, right, right. And, you, you know, it's... And the the other story, just quickly, that amuses me is like I waited for, I waited for one of those feasts because the the Uruks they throw a bunch of different, uh, like events to try to level themselves up or to try to replace members of the hierarchy. Um, and you can go to these events to try to influence them. Right. And uh, I went to a feast, and this one guy showed up, and he had like as many. He had to have a ton of chiefs with him. There was like five or six of them. And then there was tons of Uruk everywhere. And I just started shooting the exploding barrels. Uh, <laughs> or like the grog barrels they had around. And I killed a couple of them. And all, like five or six of them ran away. And for like hours, every Uruk I'd run into would go, I remember when you burned my face. And I was like, good <laughs> God, I am sorry. I, I burned a lot of guys that day. I don't remember you individually. So, it wasn't personal, dude. <laughs> I was just trying to kill the dude that was throwing the party. It was just You just were there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's been stuff like that just constantly is... What, what I really enjoy about it is that the... Uh, the the named I got I you know the named or the ranked orcs or uruks what they do is you know they actually compete with one another to go up in ranks and occasionally you'll see one of them actually get himself killed by another guy who's trying to take his place and yeah. move up and it really does you know I'm I'm worried that at some point. If I if you play this long enough that you'll kind of see the fake AI machinery behind this system a little bit revealed to you, but at least at this point it really feels very natural. It feels, um, you know, I hate to throw out a overused word like emergent, but it does feel like you are influencing. Yeah the way the world goes by who you kill and, unfortunately, who kills you. Uh, in my own game, one of the first guys I ran into, completely by mistake, it was a track dude whose last name was a tracker. And some of them they have in their name, it'll tell, it kind of gives you a hint as to what they do really well. Guess what the tracker does really well in my game? Uh, plays tracks. 
No, he comes oh. and finds me no matter where I am. Oh. Like, I can be any... And I've run into this guy at least a half a dozen times now. I've killed him three or four times. Three times, I think. I, I think we're three and... I'm three and three against him. Uh, well, I've killed him three times. He's killed me twice. And one time I ran off like a little girl because I was like, yeah, I... He was there with a couple other guys. Oh, so yeah. I was like, no, I'm, I'm getting out of here. But it's that kind of stuff that it influences the gameplay because I will see him on the little mini-map thing, and I think, okay, I'm going to go over here to do this kind of quest, and then all of a sudden he shows up and it's like, you know what? No, I'm going to go over here and pick flowers instead because I've got that as a thing to do as well. I'm I'm okay, I'm going to wait till he finds something else to do because <laughs> if I get anywhere near him, he's going to be on me like white on rice. Oh yeah. So, I really do enjoy the way that they level up against one another. They level up against you and eventually you do start to recognize him and what I figured out is it's almost like playing against it's as close as I've come in a game where I'm playing against the computer, where playing against the computer feels like playing against other players, yeah, other humans, you know. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually a really challenging game at the start. Or you know, I've heard a bunch of people say a bunch of different things, but um, <laughs> the experience for me was it was a pretty challenging game. The first couple of yeah, hours. Yeah, I've heard people say that it's really easy, and I've heard people say it's really tough. I think, again, it matters what you encounter and what you do early on, because if you encounter and, you know, find yourself in a three way fight with other, you know, a bunch of work captains, they're going to kill you and level up. Yeah. And, you know, guess what? Game just got harder. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I think that was my biggest problem at first was, uh, I didn't. I kind of like didn't do any story missions at first. I just started stabbing everybody. I mean, you know, I did a few. the The first few you have to, but yeah, right. stabbing everybody was a priority, and um, I kind of like just kept getting overwhelmed, and I didn't have like good escapes. So I got killed a few times, and the, all these characters just leveled up, and. Um, like, they, uh, I don't know what it was, but I kept just running into multiples of them all the time, everywhere. <laughs> so it, it got depressing. But uh, after I did a few story missions and you start getting, like, the the shadow arrow thing, um, right. you can you know, right. get away and then you, you build up more focus and health. You can, like, go into slow motion and shoot a bunch of people in the head real fast. Um, that kind of thing certainly evened it out um, a good bit. Um, of course, that and uh, just like in Batman, uh, you can get it to where your uh, combos and stuff let you do special abilities that will right. uh, immediately eliminate an enemy. And then uh, you can get another ability that drops it down to five instead of eight. Um, and then if you get the perfectly timed ability, you know, it's just, what, three hits and you can t knock someone out. Um, and that's what I, I end up doing a lot. Uh, but yeah, the uh, you know the one thing. Uh, how is it on the PC? I'm kind of curious because it, it just seems it's such a console game to me. Yeah. Well, I I will say that on PC I'm definitely playing it with a controller. I don't even know oh, if yeah. you can play it with a mouse and keyboard. But I'm I'm playing it with uh, my wired 360 controller on PC. Yeah. Now, one of the things I've got a pretty souped up system, and this game definitely will use every inch of, you know, processing power you can give it. Right. Um, now, one of the things that comes with, that you can, one of the options you have playing it on PC is there's an optional high texture pack uh, that Ooh. is a download from Steam that uh, will let you do even higher uh, resolution textures uh, at, on various things in the game, but it recommends that your video card have at least uh, six gigs of video RAM on it, of VRAM on it. Jesus. Now, you know, curious me, well, first of all, I've, you know, I, last time I bought a video card, I think it was uh, maybe last year, I got a uh, 
NVIDIA 770, mm-hmm. and I deliberately opted to go with 4 gigs of RAM on it instead of the traditional, I think it, the standard on that card is a 2 gig of, 2 gigs of RAM, might be 3. Right. But anyway, I, I got 4 gigs of RAM on my card, and so I was like, wow, well, that's even, you know, that's, I've, I've got a pretty new video card, and it's got a lot of RAM on it, but it's not 6 gigs of RAM. So no. I went to look to see what the pricing was like for a 6 gig VRAM video card, how much do you think? What 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 do you think the average um, is on a six gig video card, McMaster? Well, you know, I I may know a little bit better than the average person, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say a thousand dollars. You are correct. Uh, we're talking. You're yeah, we're fires like right? Titan. Fire, fire, GL <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, those they, are the those are professional like, level. I, that's why it's like you don't see those. Um, I think Nvidia's version is called of their gaming version is like the Titan, I believe. Um, oh yeah. I, I was trying to remember. I, I I couldn't get off of that new egg page fast enough. I'm like yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I can spend you know. I could spend my entire uh, Christmas gift giving budget on a video card or not. So, you know, that just cracks me up. And, you know, honestly, rationally, when I think about it, the graphics on the PC, just without that extra texture pack, uh, I'm able to run the game at 45 frames per second very smoothly with everything very high and I'm sure it looks at least as good as a, as a PS4 or Xbox One I'm, I'm sure it looks at least that good it might even look a little bit better I'm, I'm going to say but having said that part of it and maybe it does maybe it's just as good yeah I, I don't know. It, yeah, I'm sure it does it, look better on PC, actually, of course. I, yeah, uh, maybe. You know, I, I, what, what, but what I will say is that as a PC gamer, I think we're all kind of Ron Swanson mm. sitting down for bacon and eggs at, in Parks and Rec at the oh, diner. Oh, yeah. Where if we find out that there's more that's available, oh, yeah. we, we kind of want it. So it's like, yeah, I don't want... I'm sorry. I think you. you yeah. said I a lot. Yeah. I want all the high res textures yeah. you have. Right. You know, it's like I want all the bacon and eggs you have. Yeah. You know? It's like, eh. so while I'm sure it runs fine, you know, it looks great, and I really don't notice it. You know, there are times when I'm like, oh, but man, I could have if I just spent another thousand dollars on oh, the yeah. egg, I could have you know, high-res textures. And it's stupid, but it is there. And I know that, you know, especially, I think that's a coming thing on uh, various, you know, that PC gamers are going to have to confront that there is going to be this separation where, you know, they're going to have to do, you know, the old adage of I can run this maxed out no matter what. You may not be able to do that for a couple of generations now with the uh, new generation of consoles that have 8 uh, gigs of yeah. video RAM native. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. Uh, and that's the thing that's interesting about the new uh, consoles is, you know, that I guess I got so used to the PlayStation uh, 3 and the Xbox 360s. It's like the longest freaking console life cycle ever. I, I, uh, that it just it, it kind of strikes me every now that this is actually new gaming hardware. It's hardware okay. that was designed within the last like couple of years. It's streamlined for console gaming, so it might actually be pretty good. Um, right. It, it's yeah, absolutely. And one thing I will say, and you know, I I won't take credit for coming up with this insight myself because I did read it in another review, but I have to agree with it. Most of the time when we hear next generation about a game or a console or a game system or whatever, we kind of think about graphics, Mm -hmm. you know, graphics fidelity and draw distances and things like that. But this Nemesis system really feels like something that we haven't seen before in, you know, in a game with the, you know, in this kind of a game before, yeah. where you've got some kind of 
what has to be a very complex system of uh, artificial intelligence running in the background yeah you know at all times yeah and, and that is uh that is part of it you know and you know one thing that i actually really am happy i got the playstation 4 version for and it, it sounds real gimmicky and i guess it kind of is but the controller play sounds and that's kind of cool um, That's true. Right? Does it? What kind of like sword, sword clangs and stuff? Uh, like that? Rustling of leaves and stuff, uh, okay. bushes. Uh, occasionally, creepy Mordor talk comes out of it, all whispery <laughs> and shit, just right in your face. So it's like a little weird, but uh, <laughs> like the first time that happened, uh, did it make you jump? Uh, yeah, a little bit. That one's creepy. Yeah, and like when the game loads. Uh, like there's this these bits where it's like you're hearing these these people talking in the background far off and it's coming through the controller it's really strange it's like hearing past <laughs> conversations with your loved ones oh right right no that that actually happens on uh, PC too uh where it'll give you the option to skip the rest of the conversation but if you want it for the story beats you can kind of let it go and listen to that yeah oh yeah <laughs> Now, are you a big uh, Middle Earth guy? Like, are you a are you a Lord of the Rings guy or? I'm a Hobbit guy, or I always was first. However, okay. I kind of came to it um, much later. Uh, I was surrounded by Lord of the Rings because a bunch of my friends were like really into it growing up, and it kind of right. kind of burned me out on it. And uh, then I eventually I reread it uh, about I don't know ten years ago. And was okay. really uh, I really liked it, you know. So um, right. I like it, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Silmarillion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, then I, I think we're kind of probably in the same stage, uh, or kind of the same uh, appreciation of it. Where uh, definitely an appreciation, but you know, not. Uh, we're not naming our kids Elrond or anything no, like well, that. Well, yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, I always loved The Hobbit as a kid. I always thought that was a great story. That well, was sure. always oh, my yeah. favorite. It is. But uh, I guess what, what's been interesting is I've seen a lot of comments that uh, the game is very much a Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, it's more like the movies than the books is what I've seen uh, a couple of people criticize it, or not maybe not criticize it, but just an observation. And while I get that aspect of it, especially, you know, visually, it's hard not to notice that the Uruks in the game look very much like the Uruks in uh, in uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but, that's, that's how it's yeah. going to look. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is right, going right. to look that, like that. <laughs> right, exactly. What I do like, though, is that you can do things like you have these quests to, like, build up the legend of your sword and your bow and your dagger and stuff like that. And that, to me, does feel like there are definitely some real nods oh, yeah. back to the Tolkien universe that do feel like, you know, they're definitely in there for the for the Middle Earth nerds. You know, they, they definitely there's definitely some uh, fan service that's in there for people who are big fans of the books. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, there certainly is. And the uh one of the greatest things about what Peter Jackson did, thankfully, is that he didn't make it look really lame. Yeah. <laughs> the man actually and like they took a lot of the God, who was it that did all those awesome paintings in Lord of the Rings books? It doesn't matter. But the uh some of the, the oh, awesome yeah, paintings. I know, I know you're talking I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and use them as their source material. It's just uh it's really they came up with a really good uh art style, uh, for that. Uh for that whole universe and it it's worked out really well for them. Um and that game it is a really nice-looking game. Um, it, it it definitely is. And I would also say that, you know, if you have recently read the Lord of the Rings books, you know that an awful lot of what happens in the Lord of the Rings books is guys walking around. 
uh, that really doesn't lend itself real well to a video game. Like, you need to have more going on. So I think that that kind of helps by setting it, by putting you, like, kind of right at ground zero with uh, yeah. Mordor and the areas around Mordor that that actually gives the game an excuse for kind of giving you that non-stop action like you said you're you're just surrounded by Oh yeah seven. yeah it is it is a sea of enemies and if you if you mess around too long you will get swarmed eventually um <laughs> and it's like the uh you know they they have these fortresses uh that are just like teeming with with uh, Uruk, um, and there's so many fantastic things that you can do in that game to dispatch said Uruk. Um, right, right. You know, like later in the game, you actually take start taking control of them. Yeah, which is totally awesome. Uh, and I, I I really want to do that. Uh, you know, I want to get to the mission where I can easily tame Karagors. For some reason, I have not found that one yet. Because <laughs> I really want that one. I, I haven't either. I haven't either. But the new like the idea of riding around on the back of them yeah. and is pretty awesome. Though, I agree. I uh, you know, I can t- like I've tamed a few, uh, but there's like down in the the tree. There's eventually where you can shoot your bow, and if you hit one, you immediately tame it and teleport to it. And that is what I'm talking about right there. Because <laughs> you could shoot open one of their cages and then just immediately mount it in the middle of a bunch of rook. And those things wreak havoc. Yeah, yeah. Just on top of them, swinging your sword like crazy. They actually have a really interesting feel uh, for the mounted combat because it 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 really is an advantage. It's not just like you're on a horse and you're running around, hopefully you're going to hit somebody. It really does give you a tangible advantage. Right, right. I, I think a lot of video games that have tried to do mounted combat have really kind of missed out on, really kind of missed the boat on that. And you're you're right. It definitely does feel like you are kind of going to be kicking ass and taking names when you're on the back of one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, there's the trolls or whatever they are. God, I'd love... I haven't messed with those things yet. I've seen one or two, but it's like, yeah. I saw one, and I saw one actually kill an orc captain that I was kind of stalking. And what what kind of bummed... And this is what, again, this kind of goes back to the Nemesis system. A couple of stories that I have about it, you were mentioning trolls. I was trying to track this guy down because he had information that I could extract from him that was going to tell me what the weaknesses of this other guy who was just... seemed like he's invincible to me. And I'm like, i got to know what his weaknesses are. <laughs> so I tracked this guy down to get this information out of him. And just as I get close to him a troll shows up and he fights the troll and he ends up dead and guess how much information I got out of that I got a whole lot of nothing out of that one yeah <laughs> but it was awesome that it just happened organically that way um, and another situation same kind of deal I'm tracking a guy who has information that I can extract from him by uh, you know doing an interrogation on him and I see that he's walking with three other guys, three other orcs that are of lower rank. Right. So I kind of creep up close to where they are, and they look like they're on a patrol. And so I think to myself, well, they're going to circle around and come back here, and I'll get them on their next loop. Thinking, of course, that the walking patterns for these guys are the walk patterns of every single other video game that there is. Yeah. Instead, these guys just walk off and just, they walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and they're way on the other side of the map and I'm like, well, that didn't work out so hard. <laughs> and so I'm like sitting here in the middle of this bush out in the middle of nowhere going, well, I guess I'm going to sprint across this wide open plain <laughs> and hopefully there aren't anybody with arrows and this is going to be fun. <laughs> So, you know, stuff like that happens, and you kind of have to... Again, it's what I think works so well for this game is that it makes you kind of have to think, 
kind of have to junk some of the way the video game thinking that you do when you're playing a game against a video. It's like, oh, these guys are going to loop back around here. No, not necessarily. Maybe they will. <laughs> yeah, they, but they, they might. might. They might just walk off to another camp, and you're sitting there waiting for them to come back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> never mind. That is freaking hilarious. <laughs> now, are you ready for a couple of moral questions? Oh, sure. About Shadow of Mortar? Oh, God, yes. Shadow of Mortar. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, these are two stories that just happened to pop up in my Twitter feed over the last uh, two or three days, and I wanted to know how you felt about them. Uh, the first one appeared on the site Polygon, and I don't think it was one of their uh, uh, staff writers. Yeah, I read that a one. A writer who, uh, you know, you can anybody who wants to can submit, and if it gets past their editorial process, um, and they deem that it's worth running, they'll run the article. And so this person... Uh, put up an article about uh, early in the tutorial of the game, when they're explaining how the sneaking system works, they have your ranger, Talion, sneak up on his wife and give her a kiss. Right. And this guy, this writer, took a little bit of offense at that, saying that, you know, this is the system... You know, the way he sneaks, the animation is the same animation and the same system that you use when you sneak up on orcs and kill them. And so I wanted to know if you had, you know, and he, I guess he, he found that it was played for humor uh, in the tutorial and just kind of tone deaf. And I wanted to know if you had an opinion on that. Because I, I know I certainly do, actually. I, uh, you know, the, uh, and the article in question... The guy says that it, not even in the article. I'm sorry. In in the comments of the article, he replies to somebody by saying that he wouldn't ever sneak up on his wife to give her a kiss. And the guy is not married uh, <laughs> at, at all. So his future wife. And, and and you know what? That's fine. But I don't I don't understand anybody that would that would see that and think sneaking up on your wife to give her a kiss is just as creepy as murdering an uruk or whatever <laughs> it it just like it, just because an action is the same in two situations doesn't mean that that action ends the same way or shit or comes from the same spot which is what it seems like he's trying to say is that it's like you're using uh these uh, machinations that you that they've put in the game that are usually used to kill things, but you're using them for something else. You're subverting the idea of murder for this kiss, and it just seems. Uh, I just I <laughs> well, I can't understand how you would get to that. Well, can I can I tell you why his analogy really really doesn't work for me? Because I was like. Because I, I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't feel that way at all. Like, honestly, I didn't even realize that I was doing the uh, a sneak tutorial. That's how dense I am. Right. I just thought, oh, that's that's kind of a sweet moment. Right. Well, a lot of people felt that way, actually. Well, and, you know, if you haven't played the game, what happens is is you have a little bit of a flashback, and you see your wife in happier times. You're playing this Ranger Italian, and you see your wife in happier times. And she's singing a song, and it's a very pretty song about an idealized space um, that she wants to go to and live in where there's peace and happy and flowers and yada, yada, yada. And your Ranger Italian is carrying a flower in his hand. And to me, the fact that he's carrying a flower in his hand is the key to the whole thing. And you sneak up on your wife to plant a kiss on you. Now, to me, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, to me, that's an affectionate thing. And yes, guess what? Husbands, boyfriends do that all the time. Yeah. That's what I don't get. It's like, how could you have not ever this not been like something right. you've heard of or seen in a million different things in our media soaked like, world a, in a in a rom in a rom right. somewhere you know <laughs> but to me the fact that 
your ranger guy is not carrying a weapon. He's carrying a flower, and he walks up behind her, and he plants a very quick kiss on the back of her head, and then hands her the flower. Yeah. I didn't get... The, the, only, <laughs> the only thing I got off of that was, this is very sweet. This guy had a very nice life, and he loved his wife, and she loved him. Yeah. And what the game was giving me here, much... You know, much more so than it's giving me a sneak tutorial, is it's helping to establish motivation for my character and why he's doing the things he's doing. Right, absolutely, and that just uh, and that I and that's not the only uh, part of the tutorial. It's like the, he also has you know he's yeah, teaching like, his son like to fight seconds. you know with a sword and stuff. It's all this right. flashback stuff to like kind of establish them as a happy family, which is fine, you know. Uh I don't I just yeah, that one just completely it, didn't make sense to me. It's like thirty seconds. Okay, are you ready for another uh moral Oh boy. Okay, yeah. Shadow of Mordor. Okay. Um on the verge, another well respected website. A writer who I like, a guy by the name of Chris Plant uh, wrote a story that uh, the, title, the headline of it is Shadow of Mordor is Morally Repulsive and I Can't Stop Playing It. And his contention here is that because I mentioned briefly that you have to interrogate some of the Uruks to get information right. and things like that. A lot of times the only way that you can interrogate them is if you knock down their health to maybe a quarter or a third or a half mm -hmm. of what it was and then you can actually kind of grab onto them with your ghost hand and you know get the information you want out of them and he described that he's like make no mistake that's torture you're torturing these Uruks you know you're just unbelievable killing machine and you're just destroying these guys left and right and then you're actually part of what your character needs to do is to torture them and that didn't make any sense to me either actually no uh... Uh, there are a lot of games where you know you wound you you know, especially in boss fights in games where you get them down to a certain level of health and then they dialogue for a bit and give you some information and some story beats and then you meet up with them later in the game. And I've never felt like I was torturing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the usual difference between saying someone's being tortured is the person being tortured usually does not have a giant weapon and 20 friends that are trying to kill you. Well, and I think another key is that the other person is actually a person and not a, not yeah. a made up fictional <laughs> An monster Uruk, yeah. guy. Right? Well, and, yeah. You know, even in the game, you know, if you read uh, what uh, Shadow Mortar does that I know the Batman games did, and I know Assassin's Creed does, is they have all these little lore beats that you can, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to read the various lore for things, you can. And one of the things that it explains about the Uruks is that they are artificially created, and the sole reason for their existence is to kill and destroy things. Right. So I don't really feel bad about hacking their heads off. I, I don't. That doesn't give me a, a pause for morality, and I'm I'm definitely you know I'm usually right there with folks who you know. Oh sure, I mean there's plenty. Say like stuff, you know I'm an anti-violence kind of guy, but not in my video games. Right, I mean it's <laughs> it's just like you know, of course the morality of it is. When when it's written, <laughs> they, they they're like the ultimate force of evil. Right, from the right. lore. You know, I mean, they have been created and they just torture and maim and murder. That's all they do. There, There's no... There's, there's nothing redeeming about them. There's no... At least in the fiction of... At least in, you know, in Tolkien's mind, there's nothing redeeming about them. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a strange, strange play, too. Uh, there's tons <laughs> of games where you... It's not like you're you're like burning them or anything. God, when you interrogate them, you just do some mind thing and then it kills them. It's not like you're. Well, I, I think it's the fact that you have to beat knock them down. up. Oh. You have to beat them up first 
to extract the information, I guess, that... Wow. I, 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 it, it, was, it seemed a little bit crazy it's, to me. It's, it's reaching. <laughs> okay, well, good. I'm, I, I didn't mean to clog up the uh, Oh, no. But those... those you know what? And I will say this: they're, they were very. These articles are very thoughtful. Yeah, they express a point of view, and uh, I happen I happen to disagree with them. But I appreciate the fact that somebody did care enough to express that point of view, and it is interesting, and it is worth at least giving a thought, whether you agree or not. And if you don't agree, it's also easy to dismiss it if uh, that doesn't work for you. Yeah, uh, no, that's certainly. Uh, certainly something to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> uh, there's a trend of not agreeing that goes on. It gets a little bit out of control. Um, right. But yeah, the uh, yeah, everybody's uh, of course. I, I love reading, you know, a well thought out argument. I just kind of think both of those aren't particularly well thought out arguments. Well, yeah. right, right. <laughs> right. You know, I, I... You know, I'm happy that the game impacted oh, yeah. someone enough to want to take that time. And I will say this. Um, if you're wondering whether this game is a good game for your eight- or nine-year-old, no. it isn't. No. <laughs> uh, it is incredibly violent. Um, it is, it's hilariously violent. Oh, yeah. If you love killing orcs, and I do. Oh, yes, that's a good time, um, yeah. You know, it's great, and it's really over the top. But boy, oh boy, it this is a violent game, and there's you know, let's just put that out of the table. That uh, that's, it, it is that. I'll say that I like the characters too, actually. Um, that what they what right, there are. Right. I mean, you know, it's not like they're grading, basically. <laughs> you know, like right, right. Uh, in fact, I like the uh, the Uruk dude, Latbag or whatever his name is. He he's <laughs> right, him, right. he's okay. Uh, he's got a very, very like games workshop work sound, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they all kind of do because they all have very thick uh, British accents. Yeah. I want to say like kind of a Liverpool, yeah. uh, Northern British accent going on. Oh yeah, yeah. So, some kind of cross in there between Liverpool and Manchester. Oh yeah, uh, an accent. Now you said how far are you into the game? I am ten regular story missions in, plus a bunch of just little yeah. side things and everything. I am uh, right now, uh, I think, uh, five story missions in and a bunch of side stuff as well. So you're further along than I am. How far along oh. do you feel like you are? Like, how much more, mm. like, you, like... There... You reach a point, uh, I don't know if you're there yet, but you have to kill a, a bunch of war chiefs like the okay. high up top dudes yeah I haven't gotten that far yet and that takes forever so okay. I can't imagine that the game the next 10 missions are as long as the first 10 but maybe they are okay. but like there are you have to kill like then they're all over the place and they're hard to kill so it's like you uh you got some work cut out for you um so i guess in other words though this isn't a 10 or a 12 hour game i think i've time. heard that it is about 12 to 13 if you do only the story missions like if you just rush straight through the story missions and don't don't okay. wander, don't you know do whatever. That, wow, that just seems like I don't know. I, I I won't criticize the way somebody else would play the game, but that just seems like a real <laughs> really missing the boat on oh yeah the game on the game itself because the other stuff to do like leveling up your sword and you know doing the sword quests and. Um, you know all the various hunting and collecting yeah. uh, side missions there are. They they really are a lot of fun, and they lead you to the kind of uh, emergent things oh, yes. with the uh, you know with the nemesis system, where you'll just stumble into a brand new enemy for life. Oh yeah, no, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing about the games. It's easy to you know start going somewhere and then just end up playing for two hours and not really accomplishing whatever you set out to do in the first place. Um, it's 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 easy to get sidetracked. 
right. <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I guess uh, I guess that's uh, about probably about it for us. Uh, you still like the game? I like the game. I I am very much into the game. As soon as we get done here, I am going to go back and uh, play some more. Yeah, for instance, that's what I want to do now as well. So that's why we're <laughs> talking. We got to get out. We got to yeah, get out. Yeah, of here. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We're on a time. We're on a time frame here. Um, the uh, <laughs> but yeah, check out uh, Shadows of Mordor. Uh, I, it really it really is excellent. Um, and of course, next week uh, Brandon will be here. Uh, the hosting and he will uh he'll do a little song and a little dance spray a little seltzer in your pants he'll do whatever it takes and uh <laughs> and uh as always you know uh if you shop at amazon consider shopping through the quarter three function uh uh the amazon function on the side of the quarter three site rate our podcast highly or whatever i mean i prefer highly uh and, uh, you know, keep watching the skies and all that, and uh, we will be back next week. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Jason McMaster, and uh, with me has been Chris Hornbossel. It's been great. All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Just in the darkest depths of Mordor, I met a girl so fair. But got her at the evil wall.